bless you all today. I would say that, Dave, I really tremendously enjoyed the Sunday school class today. And I'm not going to be copying Brother Ken. You might think that we have got together, but we haven't. What I want to share with us today. I'd like to take your Bible and turn to the book of Daniel 6 and 10, please. <clears throat> Excuse me. Daniel 6 and 10. Everybody there? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go then. Daniel 6 and 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. I want you to notice his, his windows being open. He, he didn't open them. They was, in, they was already open. In his chamber toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. We're going to title this this morning, Prayer Invades the Impossible. Prayer Invades the Impossible. We'll go through this morning. Now, we're not preaching that we need to have more prayer meetings, but prayer needs to be in the home. It's got to start in the home. And we'll be sharing some stories with you, the amazing things, what prayer can do. Now, what prayer is, is daily practice. Through the years, I've noticed things, the church would get started on some things, and wouldn't be long, it'd, it'd die away, quit. So it has to be practiced how often? Daily. Daily. Not only that, prayer is always rejoicing. Rejoicing. Sometimes you've broken, but prayer needs to be rejoicing. Rejoicing in the Lord. And also it deals with worshiping. When you read the Bible, prayer is daily. It's praise and rejoicing in the Lord. I like what Brother Don said a while ago. <clears throat> And I may share something later that we as American church should be on our feet more often and praising God. We should be praising him more because how blessed we are to be here in America. As a 19-year-old boy, some people went on a missionary journey to one of the countries, a very devastated country. They were so impressed with him, they brought him back to America. He wasn't here about a week. He'd never seen running water. He'd never slept in a bed before. Didn't know what sheets was. And after about a week here, he told him, he said, I need to go back home. And they said, you're not going to stay here in this wonderful country? He said, it is a wonderful country. I've never seen such food in all my life, but I'm losing my grip on Christ. I'm losing my trust and my confidence in Christ. He said, here, y'all don't have to pray or you don't pray for hardly anything. You just go do it. We are so blessed. Our hands should be together more often and praising God because of what good things 
he's not done, but he is doing in our lives every day. I don't know if something's happened to my throat here. John Wesley said this, God will do nothing on earth except the answers of believers' prayer. Prayer. Now, what is prayer? It has to be daily. Not only that, it needs to be rejoicing. Not only that, it ought to be worshiping. Worshiping God as we pray. Francis McNutt was a priest, uh, Catholic priest. He left it, got married, but during this time, he had some wonderful things. He got a wonderful ministry about healing and things. He asked this question to hundreds of thousands of people. Did your father ever pray with you in his own words as a child growing up? He asked them to raise their hand. Only 3% people, Christians, says that my father prayed with me in his own words. That's not counting. They count the praying for food. Over, that's, that's a ritual. But has your father ever prayed with you as a child growing up, only 3% people out of hundreds of thousands of people, Christians, said, my father has prayed with me. I want to make a challenge to the father. And this spirit come on me about three weeks ago. Call the fathers to pray. I don't know where it's still going on or not. Brother John Meadows might tell us. Many years ago, they started... Um, well, I forgot what it was. Promise keepers. Y'all remember that? A coach that coached Colorado had a devastating problem. He started promise keepers. Someone paid for Jason Crump and myself to go to Atlanta, Georgia. I guess there were tens of thousands of people in that auditorium. And the last night, it actually felt like that building shook. Men standing and praising and worshiping God and praising. And Brother Jason and I was up on the top. It actually felt like that building was shaking. And we were standing close to some huge men. And one of them grabbed me and hugged me. I didn't know where I was going to get my breath back in not. But I don't know where that's still going on or not. But that didn't have nothing to do with what the Spirit of the Lord told me the other day. Call the fathers to pray. Now, we're not talking about a special prayer meeting. We're talking about learning to pray in your home. Husband and wife, Peggy and I do pray, but we're going to start it more. We need to pray together in our homes. If we really want to see the miraculous things of God happen, then we have to learn how to obey the Word of God and believe what God is saying. I like what Brother Ken said this morning. If you got a sick person, he didn't say this, but it's in my notes, Brother Ken. I was amazed at what you were saying and what I was feeling. You need to pray one for another in your home. You need to practice what we believe, and that's prayer. The survey goes on, only 20% of mothers says that their father ever prayed with them in their home. I want to encourage you mothers to start praying in your home with your children. 
They may not be at home, but you can pray over them. Prayer invades the impossible. If you want to see the impossible begin to work, it's to pray. So we want to pray. A few weeks ago, this really come on me strongly. I've been reluctant to preach this, but we're going to preach it today. Daniel was captive because of Israel's sin. He did no sin. Neither did the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But they were carried off into a foreign country, the Chaldeans, as teenagers. And there, for the first three years, he had to study and learn the Chaldeans' way of life and their language. And I want you to notice God is not hindered. We hinder God. We're the only creature that God created that can hinder him. But there he is. His lifespan from the book of Daniel is 73 years. He served under four kings. Every king recognized that God was with him. Listen, the world needs to recognize that God is with us and our generation. He read in the book of Jeremiah where they'd be in captive and then they'd be released. We have no record that he was ever released from bondage. We don't have no record. If it is, I don't know where it is, and I've searched and searched. Other scholars says it's not there. But here's a man that got out on his knees every day or three times a day. His windows was open. I didn't notice that until just recently as I was reading through the Bible. I always thought he, brother, he opened his windows. But they was open. He, he knew there was a contact between him and his heavenly father. And in Jerusalem, he had the windows open also, the scripture tells us. And therefore, the city of God was. And there they sat on the throne was the God of glory of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He knew when he prayed, he was going to be heard. And as he prayed three times a day, and the windows of heaven was open and his windows was open. The book of Malachi said the windows are open and the flooding of God is coming on us. When we pray, we ought to expect the flood of God to come on our lives because they're open and the Father sitting on the throne and he wanting to bless you. How many believe he's wanting to bless you? He wants to bless your children. So I'm sharing with you today, I'm calling the fathers to pray. Pray in your homes. Pray with your wives. Dodie Osteen never let her children go to school unless she laid her, she had five children. She never allowed them to leave her house and go to school unless she laid their hands on them and prayed for them. If your child is away, you can pray for them in your home. You can send the message and bless them. This is not a one-time deal. It ought to be done many times a day if we really want the things of God. Our hearts should be deeply disturbed. We're in a troubled world. We're in a troubled families. 
But we can change things like the early church did. They turned their world upside down because of their prayer life. And the Christ is in us. And I want to say again, I do not believe that you've got to pray for Christ to come. I believe he's inside you. And Mark, I think Ken read that this morning. It says, these signs shall follow the believers. I'm not copying Brother Ken. I'm telling you what God has been sharing with me the last few weeks. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out demons. They shall heal the sick. And they shall raise the dead. Now, I'm amazed it said believers. It didn't say pastors. didn't say teachers. didn't say what color, what nationality. It didn't say what age. He didn't say any of that. He said, those that believe should have these things following them. Now, I want you to notice something else here. If you turn and read that, that's Mark 16, I believe it's verse 17 and 18. It does not say pray. It doesn't say pray. I'm so nervous this morning I can't hardly stand myself. It doesn't say pray. We have to learn to rightly divide the word of truth and put it where it belongs. He said, and they shall lay their hands where? Now, Brother Ken practiced that this morning. I don't know where he got that. I guess he got it from God. But I noticed reading it here lately, it did not say pray. Come on, church. It said, thou shall lay their hands on the sick, a believer, and they shall be healed. They shall lay their hands, just lay their hands on it, and something will happen. But it's not going to happen until we've learned to pray like God wants us to pray. I want to challenge you to start praying in your home. If you haven't got somebody to pray with you, call somebody and get you a prayer partner. Praise God. Amen. And then it says also in Luke, if anyone, is anybody in anyone? He said, if anyone. He didn't say you got to be a member of a certain church. He didn't say you got to be a Christian. He said, if anyone. And I believe you got to have faith. But they tell us, the scholar says, it's a pool of Siloam for the lame man to been laying there. And he, Jesus could tell he'd been laying there a long time. They said, there is no evidence whatsoever Nowhere they can find there was any faith there whatsoever. But there was one man that walked up there was full of faith. And when he walked up there, and that was Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he had the faith. And when he spoke the word, the man got up and went home. God expects us to be full of faith and full of power. And I know what the teachings is in the world today among church religions and things like that. Well, it was done away with. Acts 1 and 8 said, after you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. And the last few words of that same sentence that said, it will be until the end of the earth. I'm not a very smart man, but I believe that means until this world ends, laying on of hands, praying, and believing God is going to be here until he comes back. Amen? It hasn't changed, and it's not going to change. There was this family had two girls. They had a boy born to them. They named him Stephen, and they called him Steve. 
After several months, they realized something was wrong with Steve. They carried him to the doctor. Got a devastating report. Said, you're going to have to put him in an institution. All the things wrong with him. The mother went home and cried for days. I can't, couldn't explain how a mother must feel. She just cried uncontrollably for days. Finally, one of the little girls came to come and said, Mama, let's don't give up on Steve. Come on, church, don't give up because things are not right. Don't give up because things are bad and devastated. So they'd take him in the kitchen. They'd prop him up among pillars where he could sit up. Everywhere they was in the house, they carried Steve there and set him up. Had no, he showed no emotion, no, no signs of movement or nothing really. Just devastating. They read the scriptures to him. They prayed with him. They read little books to him. And this went on for years, seeing no sign. One of the problems with Christianity, we're failing to be persistent in prayer. If it doesn't happen now, and I'm going to share with you what the devil's telling some people, well, it was not yet meant to be. He's a liar and a father of all lies. Jesus gave his blood. He gave his life that we could have life and have it more abundantly, that your family can be healed and be well. Amen? Come on now, church. That's the Word of God. That's not Billy Dupree. That's the Word of God. Well, if the Lord really meant for you to be healed, he'll heal you. That's a lie from the pits of hell. He meant for you to be healed and be delivered. They did not give up. After a few years, they noticed something different about him. After 11 years, he was totally, completely healed and made whole because there was a spirit of persistence believing the Word of God. You might want to talk to Jody Sane about something happened in her just recently. Would that be all right, Jody? I don't know whether she'd tell it today or not, but I tell you, church, God is not going to do nothing wonderful. He's not going to do it. He's already doing it. He's doing it right here in our midst. Doctors are learning more and more about the presence of the power of God. Some of them say that if a woman gets pregnant, she can lay her hand on this side of where the baby is. That baby will turn over and move to that side where that woman's hand is. They say, and also that woman can lay that hand on the other side. That baby will turn over and come to that other side. Because it's the presence, the power in the hand, laying on of hands. Huh? Some of them doctors are saying they're learning after the first child was born and the second one, when they start practicing that laying on a hand and praying, when that child is born, it's got a totally different personality than when the first child was born and you didn't do that. There's some power in the laying on of hand. It's been ordained by God. Lay on your hands, on your knees, and it shall be done. It, it's, I tell you, God is a wonderful work in God. Do not limit the God that has no limits. The devil has us put thoughts in our minds. I guess I'm the only one that way. But I tell you, we got to believe the Word of God. Francis McNutt said, I have seen in my ministry people just look at somebody and get healed. 
You say, I don't believe that. Well, that's all right. Don't believe it and don't get healed then. Believe the devil. Don't believe the word of God. If laying on of hands will heal, how much you could look at somebody and get healed. We was in a coffee room break one time at work, and it was a tin can sitting in there. I don't know, just unconsciously, I was just doing that, and you go, beep, 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 beep. One guy, mechanic, looked over and said, Frank, can't you control your son-in-law? Mr. Young looked at me, didn't say nothing. I just got so embarrassed, I got up and left. There's power, wonderful working power in the saint of God when they begin to lay their hands on. And I know sometimes you have to pray, but you got to do it when, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're pregnant and fixing to have a child, I want you to start laying your hands on that belly and start praying over that child and start ordering that child how you want it to be and the power that God has placed in you will transform it. Hallelujah. The Bible said John the Baptist jumped in the mother's womb when she heard, when he heard about Jesus Christ was going to be born. If it happened then, it can happen now to you in your life and the friends where you send the power of God. Something good is happening every day. Somebody's getting blessed every day. This could be your day. Amen. Praise God. He's doing wonderful things. He's doing mighty things. And he's going to continue to do it to the end of the earth. We are blessed, blessed, and blessed beyond measure. Tudor Bismarck says he lives in Zimbabwe. Probably every American ought to come and have to live in Zimbabwe for a while. You would learn how to pray diligently to get one meal a day. Then you would come back to America and really know how blessed you are. Somebody ought to say we're blessed. Oh, we were just so blessed with the things of God. In Sunday school lesson this morning, the first thing that Jesus forgave was the man's sin. Isaiah is considered probably one of the greatest prophets that's ever lived. Jesus quoted him and David more than any, all the other prophets put together. But one day in the temple, the presence of the Lord was moving so strongly he was so devastated because the king had died. Let me say this to you right now. I feel this in my spirit right now. Jesus can take you back. I've read articles where Jesus took a person back where they was wounded. Somebody wounded them by saying, and started at that point with them and healed them and brought them forth abundantly. He can heal your past. Some scholar says you can never be healed as long as you've got unforgiveness in you. It's a block in your life. It's something keeping you away from God. Do unto others, you'd have them what? Do unto you. 
I dare say probably not any of us is going to pray about a meal today. I don't know what I'm going to have for lunch, but I know I'm going to have something. Don't have to pray for it. The windows of heaven are flooding on us. Daniel was ten times wiser than anybody in the Chaldeans. There's only one out of the four kings he served, there's only one had greater power than he did in earth. He was praying to the God of glory that had all power in heaven and earth. Is that right? And Jesus has given us that all power in heaven and earth. He's given it to us. And one of the problems we have, we just can't hardly accept that we have that kind of power, and God wants us to exercise it. Not one king out of the four was ever wiser than Daniel. Only one had greater power than he did in the earth, and that was the king. But something else happened. One day they put him in the lion's den. Daniel slept all night. What did the king do? He walked the floor all night. He come down the next morning. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, I want you to notice. Hallelujah. I believe he thought something might have happened down there. Or he wouldn't have come down to calling Daniel's name. You wouldn't be calling a dead person's name. Oh, Daniel was the God, watch this, whom you serve once a week able to deliver you. The God whom you serve continuously was he able to serve you. The God that you prayed through three times a day for 73 years was he able to deliver you? God is rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You sow abundantly, you're going to get abundantly. Daniel said, oh, king, don't worry and fret yourself no more. God that I serve has sent his angels down here and locked the mouths of the lion where they couldn't eat me. When a man ways pleases God, God will cause his enemy to be at peace with him. Don't grow weary and well-doing. Don't grow weary. Your miracle is there. Your need is being met. The Bible said the Holy Spirit led Simeon to the temple to meet Jesus before he died. Jesus has sent the Holy Ghost down here to live inside of us, to lead us and teach us all about Jesus. That's the only thing he's going to teach you is about Jesus. The Holy Ghost will teach you and lead you and guide you in all truth, and Jesus is the truth. That's what he does. How many know where we really seated? Where are we really seated? Jesus was seated at the right hand of the Father who had all power all glory and all honor and he seated us with him that's in the book of Ephesians we are really tremendously blessed oh how we blessed your sins are forgiven he's supplying all of your needs according to his riches and glory 
You're blessed going in and you're blessed what? Coming out. And there's blessings running after you just to jump on you and help you. Calling all men to pray. To pray. I hadn't shared this with Peggy yet, but she and I pray together, but we're going to start praying together more regularly on a daily basis. Lay your hands on one another. Impartation. And bless others. Someone told me the other day, said, whenever I go, I'm always looking around. I'm always aware of the presence of God because he may want me to do something. And I want to be able to do it then and there. So God bless you. Don't grow weary. And I know in the book of Revelation it says he tries to wear out the saints. And some people, someone told Peggy, said, well, this old age is not what it's put up to be. I said, I wouldn't listen to a dime's worth of what that person said. They don't know God. Listen, God wants you to go to your grave in a good old age and feel a good health. Okay, how you feel today, God wants you healed. God wants your family healed. He wants you blessed in everything he wants. And Daniel, with the God that you serve continuously, able to deliver you. I want you to notice something else here. When they took Daniel out of the lion's den, what did they do with the men that accused him? God is able to put on your enemy what he's wanting to put on you. Haman got exactly what he was going to put on Mordecai because God flipped the table around on him. And that's what God will do. He will rebuke the devourer for your sake. How many know if you could just look back, look back down the road, if you could just look back down the road and see where God has brought you from and what he's kept you from. He's kept us from some things that we don't have no idea what he kept us from. We think we can get on 59 and drive to Texarkana running, what, 75 miles an hour, and we got everything under control. Oh, I'll tell you, that medium is not keeping you from a head-on collision. It is the almighty God angel that's riding with you. When you get in that car, you said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Me and these angels are going to go here, and we're going to go there, and we're going to come back because you're so blessed in the name of the Lord. Calling all men to pray. I won't ask you, as they said, but how many of us men that our Father ever prayed for us in their own words? Sit down and prayed for you. Francis McNutt said several men gathered together. They did to the priest. They'd get together once a week and they'd just pray. That's all they would do is just pray. Go for a day and just pray. He said one day a burly, I don't know what that meant, but he said a burly truck driver come in there. And said he began to pray in his own words out loud. said, most men will pray silent, but you find few men that will pray loud. said, he come into that meeting. said, he fell down on that floor. He began to cry out in his own words. 
Francis Magnet said, I was 30 years old and a priest. I've never heard a person in my life pray in their own words. It was always a prayer that you had to read. But said this man began to pray, began to tell God just out loud, just telling God what was wrong with him, what I need. This is wrong with me. I sinned here. And he said, everyone in that church meeting broke out in uncontrollable crying and tears. Listen, you don't need a formula to pray by. You need the Holy Spirit to pray. You don't really need someone to tell you what's wrong with them. It can be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. He's one that reveals these things. He said, I learned right then, you can pray in your own words. You don't need a formula to pray by. God can give you the words. We are blessed. And the world, I believe, sees we're blessed. I want you to agree with me. We're going to see this place full of the Holy Ghost, fire and power. Not going to be no room in here, a standing room only. Helicopters bringing the worst cases in the world. Amulets bringing the worst cases in the world. Jesus has not changed the four gospels. They brought them from around the world. They said from the four corners of the earth, brought them to Jesus. Jesus hadn't changed. He's still here for this city, this whole city, a city under God. The blessings of God expected. How many expect it? We have to expect these things to happen. Praise God. So God bless you for being here today. We sang that song, Oh, won't we have a wonderful time when we get over yonder. I believe we will. But I believe we start singing now what a wonderful time we're having down here are the blessings of God on our lives. And while they're coming, Elisha was so full of the power of God. When they buried him and laid him in the ground before they could put the dirt on him, they threw another dead man on top of him, and that man jumped up out of that grave because there's power giving to those that need the anointing. So God bless you. You're abundantly blessed, and you're going to be blessed when? more. Just look for great things to happen. Look for great things to happen because they're happening all around you. Everywhere you are, the great and mighty things is happening to you. God bless you. Amen.